It's time for Tom Girl with JJ Jurgens. A different breed. Welcome to Tom Girl, where we talk sports, entertainment, fashion, and adventure. I'm JJ, and my guest today is founder and CEO of Fangirl Sports Network, Tracy Sandler. Tracy, thank you so much for coming back. It's so good to see you again. It's good to see you, too. <laughs> thank you for having me. I had so much fun last night. Yeah, I know. I went back and watched it, and I was just like, oh, I just love listening to you. I get fired up, and especially with football season, just right around the corner Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was like, so great timing that you were able and free to come back in and, and oh, talk. Thank you. Yes, oh, I love talking about football season. It's my favorite time of year. <laughs> <laughs> For those people who may have not watched last year's interview yet, give them just a, a overview of what Fangirl Sports Network is. Absolutely. So Fangirl Sports Network, I started it uh, a few years ago. I wanted to create a place for the female fan and create a community of like-minded it's a tongue twister, (laughs) like-minded women to be able to come together express their fandom and have content with a little bit more of a female focused lens. There are so many female sports fans and there really hasn't been a lot of content geared towards women so that's what we're doing at Mm -hmm. Fangirl. Explain about the female focused lens. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I think with sports there's a lifestyle aspect to sports and kind of a story behind the story of sports sports that really appeals to women. I think it appeals to men as well. But I feel that for many, many years, this was like, there was this idea that you're either a super girly girl or you were a big sports fan and never the two shall meet. And that's not me. Mm-hmm. I've always been very feminine. I've been girly, but I know stats and analysis as much as any man. Uh, so I'm not ashamed of the fact that I like healthy recipes for a tailgate or that I like to look good on game day or that I like to learn about the players in a way that's different than, you know, during a game. So I created Fangirl Sports Network with that in mind. This is what I love so much because that's kind of the same idea that came, brought Tom Girl for me. I always, you know, grew up um, loving sports and mm-hmm. adventure and things, but I also like the girly sides of things mm-hmm. and fashion and, you know, wanted to know about the red carpet. So I think me being a sports fan, that's what really drew me to your network and what you guys are doing. Because it's Thank so you. fun to follow you and your girls and, and read your posts because it is that aspect of sports that we don't you don't get anywhere else. Yes, I think that's true. And the other thing that we really want to do is empower women and want women to learn that there's all kinds of sports uh, and there are all kinds of jobs in sports. And so we're really trying to appeal to the female fan and to women who want to work in sports and create content that inspires them, informs them and makes them laugh. Mm-hmm. So break down now, um, like how many fangirls you have in the tribe and okay. what teams you are covering. So we have a fangirl for every NFL and every NBA team. So that is technically 62 fangirls. A couple of the girls cover teams in both leagues. You can't have a team, two teams in one league, but you could have a team <laughs> in, in each. Uh, so a couple of girls do that, but technically it's 62 because it's uh, 32 NFL teams, 30, 30 NBA. As a brand, we do cover really everything that's going going on in the world of sports in a major story, whether it be tennis, women's soccer, WNBA, uh, baseball, the All-Star Game, anything that's going on. But our fangirls specifically are for the NFL and NBA right now. Mm-hmm. And then when you're um, having them post, what are some examples of some like posts or things that they would be telling people about? So they are... In a lot of ways, they're team reporters that are fans is kind of how I tend to look at it. So they are posting team news. They're posting game day tips. They'll do some, you know, maybe outfits of the days. They'll feature another female fan 
uh, maybe a well-known celebrity female fan or a cheerleader for their team or just like an, an adorable child who's a fan that they found, you know, they have like a great picture of. Uh, so they do a lot of that. They they work to inspire. They want people to learn about their teams and then they want to make people laugh. So there's a variety of content that they do there. Mm-hmm. But from the business side, you do a lot of, there's a lot of behind the scenes work. And I was following your post. And this year, um, you also have a training camp that you put all these girls through. Tell us about training camp. We do. And we it was something we actually started for the first time last year. And it's really fun. Um, as many of the girls who can get together do come to Los Angeles. And the girls are giving a, given a playbook at the beginning of the season. And in that playbook, it's like 50 pages. It goes very clearly through their roles and responsibilities, brand guidelines, what to post, what not to post, all of that kind of thing. And we go through at training camp page by page and kind of do breakout sessions on certain things. Uh, and then the girls who weren't able to attend training camp was filmed. So they got the tape of it. So they're responsible for watching. Well, not the, the tape. I don't know where <laughs> they, got a, they got a video of it um, and they got their playbook. And we went out over absolutely everything you can think of for what they're going to need for the season so hmm. that it, it's very clear. We try to we try to run a very efficient operation. But we want it to be fun. Yeah. And we want the girls to really cover their team in the way that's authentic to them, that's authentic to their team, that's authentic to their fan base. Um, but there are, of course, certain guidelines and responsibilities that have to be laid out. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you found as this business has grown for you over the next last year or so mm-hmm. um, that are really, really work in like, terms of content? In terms, terms of, like, having your network grow, what people okay. are really enjoying and liking. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody likes to laugh. So I think when we find content that's fun, people really like that. Um, people love the combination of pop culture and sports. I think everybody loves that. I think men and women actually really enjoy that. But people like authenticity. And people want to know, Jets fans want to know when they're following the Jets fan girl that she is a Jets fan, that she understands the Jets fan base. And so that type of thing really, really works. Um, our Raiders fangirl does a really good job uh, of knowing her fan base and she's a fan and she really her content really resonates with her followers same with our bills fangirl i mean really all the fangirls are really good at it but i think that's the thing that's really important to people authenticity creative content um but knowing that that is your fangirl that this person cares as much about your team as you do i think it's excellent that you are lots of them are people from those areas mm-hmm. and so they know about like you know what foods you're like from nebraska we're eating runzas on game day you know mm-hmm. things that you would know if you're really the fan from that town you know so that's i think true. that that's evident in the girls that you're selecting that they they know their stuff and they know they what do. the fans they're like and they do and they girls all need to know their stuff that was something Early on, people said, well, I have I have a friend who's really great on camera, and I think she'd be great. I was like, but is she a sports fan? Well, she could learn. Yes, she absolutely can learn, and I'm open to that, and I want that. But you got to know your stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. really have to know your stuff. She can learn, absolutely. No, not really, but she wants to on camera work. <laughs> that doesn't work because it's not authentic, yeah. and people know the difference. And, and you can't fake it. I just think authenticity is so important, especially now in this world of social media where there's so much, you know, there's Photoshopping and all kinds of yeah. not authenticity. Authenticity is really important and really important to fans, as it should mm-hmm. be. That's mm-hmm. your team. Tell me more. I brought up a good point about how you do select these fangirls and kind mm-hmm. of the process and the weeding process that you have when you're picking them. Well, I've been very lucky that 
really I've had a great group of women who've been working for me. Um, I have a very dear friend who works uh, at a, another sports network who gets reels all the time from various women who want to be sportscasters. So whenever he sees someone that would be a good fit for me, if it's not going to work for them, you know, he'll send over mm-hmm. a reel. So I'll be able to talk to someone. And then let's pretend that I, I find someone that way. I'll usually I'll set up a call. We'll do an interview. I'll have her send me writing samples. I'll take a look at her social, um, you know, and just to like, kind of see her style uh, and how she posts. And and I'll do an interview with everybody and kind of see if it seems like a good fit. Um, and then we go from there. And then a lot of women have reached out to us on social or via the website. Um, and we found a lot of fangirls that way. Um, and then a really fun story, I think, our Chiefs fangirl, um, our original Chiefs fangirl who was with us the first season we were covering the Chiefs, her full-time job took her away from Fangirl Sports Network. And there is a woman that I was following on Instagram, Hong Forrest, who was a Chiefs cheerleader and now is a retired Chiefs cheerleader. And she's amazing. And she's married. She's got a couple of kids and she does all kinds of things. And I reached out to her on Instagram and I said, I run Fangirl Sports Network. I think you'd be a really good fit as our Chiefs fangirl. Would you have any interest? And she was like, absolutely. And we talked through and she sent me a bunch of stuff. So it's been a variety of ways. But a lot of the girls have reached out to us, which I always love. Girls, like somebody who just reaches out on a whim, because I would do that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and I have in the past, and DMs me and says, hi, I'm a huge Texans fan, and I really want to cover the Houston Texans. Do you have any openings? And then there are some girls that are saying, they'll say, I understand that, like, the Patriots is already covered, but... I love football. I want to be involved. I'm behind what you're doing, and I'm open to covering Mm -hmm. another team. And what's been fun about that is those girls have fallen in love with their teams, which is really great. That's been really fun to watch. Um, The the girls whose teams were taken but just wanted to be a part of it have really fallen in love with their teams, and it's it's just great to see that. For those listening, those girls listening that may want to become Mm -hmm. your next fangirl, what are some of those things you really look for in those letters or the introductions that they send you? Um, I look for, this is such a big one and it sounds silly. Okay, accuracy is a big one. So we're Fangirl Sports Network. And sometimes people will email and say, I would really want to be a part of Fangirls Network or I want to be, a fan. and I think if it's me, I would just double check that I had all my ducks in a row. Um, and so someone who, but someone who's motivated and driven and passionate and, you know, I think you can tell. Somebody who writes and says, even if someone says Fangirls Network, if the rest of the letter looks good. Um, but <laughs> You'll if some, give them a pass. I'll give them a pass. <laughs> if someone reaches out to me and says, hi, I love what you're doing. I've been following you for a while. I would love to be involved in any way I can. I don't know if you have any openings for a fangirl, but please let me know if we could talk. That immediately speaks to me. I'll always talk to that person if I can because you just never know. And I've had women do that where we've been fully staffed. And something happens, and we our retention rate is pretty high, but every so often something will happen. Someone will have to drop off or whatever, and then I'll be like, oh, well, I spoke to JJ three weeks ago or a month ago, and she wanted to be involved, and now we have an opening. I'm going to give her mm-hmm. a call. So you never know. I want to talk about the CEO side of what mm-hmm. you do as well. Um, let's talk about your history before you became the CEO of the oh. network. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of all over the place. But um, after college, I worked at Fox Sports uh, for a while. I worked actually at Fox Sports all through college. I interned there. Uh, So I worked there after college. uh, And then I started my own. I've always been a little entrepreneurial. And I started my own personal shopping and styling company. So I did that for a few years um, and then decided to move to Washington, D.C. to work in politics. And I worked for the Mm -hmm. now former mayor of Washington, D.C., which was invaluable experience because 
for a variety of reasons. But I learned so much from him um, about management and about being on top of things. And I just learned a lot from him. And then I ran two of his city agencies. So I had people that worked under me at my first agency. I had four people that worked for me at my next agency. I had 14. So by the time I got to do this, which was later, um, when I moved back to LA and was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and kind of fell into this, which I'll I'll get into more in a minute, Mm -hmm. um, I had already managed people and budgets and time and all those things and knew about delegating and and dealing with different personalities. And that was just invaluable experience. Um, But Fangirl, the genesis of that was I had started a blog for the fun of it several years ago about the 49ers called The Trials and Tribulations of My Love-Hate Relationship with Mm -hmm. the San Francisco 49ers. (laughs) Um, And it was a wordy blog. But uh, people read it. Not a ton of people. I'm not going to say that it blew up. But a few people read it. Some people read it. And people sort of interact with me on Twitter. And a friend of mine who was working at an MCM on MCN on YouTube at the time said to me, I, I think you could make this into video. Like you're, you're bubbly and you have good personality. You know what you're talking about. Um, and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I think I can. So we started as 49ers Fangirl. And it was just me covering mm-hmm. the 49ers. And then we've grown from there. And how did – because now you're on the sideline. You were all involved with the 49ers team. Yes. How did you build that relationship? Well, I got – I was introduced to to someone, a friend of a friend, had a friend in the organization. (laughs) So I was, you know, introduced like this is Tracy. She started this blog, 49ers Fangirl. And and so um, I was introduced to them that way. And I just, you know, started to cover the team. Um, And then I have a background in working before I worked for the mayor and then while with the mayor with a nonprofit uh, community background. So I asked the 49ers, I, I said, I'd love to just make sure I could cover all your community events. And they do a tremendous amount in the community. I, I would have to imagine, I can't say this for sure because mm-hmm. I don't cover every single team, but they have to do like some of the most in the community. They do so much great work and that really spoke to me. Um, so I had spoken to them and said, can I you know, cover all those events, which they were very happy to have me do. And I just kept working and showing up and writing about everything. And eventually um, they said I could come to training camp for a few days. And I really I had to prove myself. You know, it took some time, but I proved myself and I built a good relationship with them. And um, that's kind of how we went from there. And so now I've been I've been credentialed three years and it's been Great. It's been really exciting. They recently, just this year, I saw, didn't they do a female empowerment as part of their Yes, they did. They actually started last year, Women of of the Niners won, W-O-N. And so they're they're very uh, pro-female empowerment. And they've been really supportive of me and Fangirl and what I'm doing. I, I really am so lucky that that happened to be the team I loved because they're very progressive. They're very open. And they've been really supportive, as have my fellow beat writers. Um, which was not a guarantee because a lot of the beat writers have been covering covering the 49ers for a very, very long time. And here bops in this girl who's 49ers fangirl, um, but they've been super supportive mm-hmm. and it's an amazing beat. So I'm, I'm really very lucky. That's great. That's great. What would you say as being the CEO, some of the things that you've learned now over the few years you've been doing this, like, mm-hmm. you know, tips of tips of being a CEO, CEO mm-hmm. things that work, things that don't work, things you maybe wish you knew before? That's a good question. Um, the, the, I think the number one thing is trust your gut. And we may have talked about this last time, but I believe in it strongly. So forgive me if I'm saying it again. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut. But be willing to listen to other people's opinions. Listen to what people have to say, but still trust your gut. 
it's it's your business. You're the one in charge. And at the end of the day, it is going to be your decision. But it's really important, I think, to listen to people around you, people that you're working with, that work for you, and have a collaborative mentality. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, trust your gut. You're not going to please all of the people all of the time. That's just good life advice. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah. and easier said than done. But you're just not. And you know what the other big thing is? You can't do everything. So when we went from 49ers Fangirl to becoming Fangirl Sports Network, I I was like, we're going to go from one team to 12. My plan was in year two, we were going to do the AFC and NFC West and then the Patriots, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Giants because they had – New York Giants because they had huge – I'm sorry. Yeah, the Cowboys and Giants because they had huge fan bases. And then as I started to plan for that – I took a look at it and I was like, going from one to 12 is, it's crazy. Like it won't, it, I can do it, but I don't know that I can do it well. Mm-hmm. And so I went from one to two and we added a Rams fan girl who's still our Rams fan girl. And it's interesting because you learn so much going from one to two. It's actually harder to go from one to two than it then was to go from two to mm-hmm. eight and then eight to 32. The volume increases, but you've now learned so much along the way. Um, that I think that was that was a big thing. So you can't do everything right away, and that's okay. So pick what you can do well, do it well, and then continue to grow mm-hmm, from there. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of that reminded of me of what people say when you're having children. Yes, <laughs> I don't have one, but it's like, yes. my dad said because there's three of us that you go from uh, man to zone. But that he said going from one to two is much harder than going from two to three, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with the man to zone. <laughs> <laughs> and so now you've also grown to having a lot of sponsorships and other people involved like Bumble and different mm-hmm. – how did those kind of collaborations evolve? Well, I have a wonderful head of sales and business <laughs> development. Um, so we've been working – she's been working really well, and uh, she's been able to get us these sponsorships. I think people believe in the brand. They like what we're doing. Um, so kind of we're starting there and continuing to grow, and that's something that, like, is building. And that's a slow build, and, you know, I understand that, but we are starting to get some really – great fun sponsorships and and Betty our, our head of sales has been awesome mm-hmm. in that regard. Well let's talk also a little fashion here. Absolutely. Because, yeah I know before we had talked about the fashion of wanting you know more girly things for mm-hmm. uh, female sports fans but now you have expanded even more on your own your yes. own la- line so tell me about that line. So we launched merchandise last year and we had a sweatshirt and a t-shirt and then beanies and scarves um, and the sweatshirt said football and chill and the T-shirt said Sundays are for the girls. So this season, uh, we've collaborated with an influencer, but it will be announced on Thursday. So everybody <laughs> keep an eye on a Fangirl Sport, at Fangirl Sports Network on Thursday. Um, and so we've collaborated with an in- influencer on a hat, which is adorable. And then we are doing a really cute Henley shirt that said Sundays are for the girls and a really cute crop T-shirt with cute stripes on the sleeve. So it has like a very nice. football feel. It says uh-huh. football and chill. Um, and I have to say, as I love last year's merchandise, which, by the way, right now is all 50% off. And I love this year's merchandise. Hmm. So that's been really fun to get to design items that I would wear to games, that you would wear to games, that everybody would wear to games. Um, and so that's been a whole side of it that's been so fun as well because mm-hmm. I am fashionable. So <laughs> yes. I love fashion. So, <laughs> And then also tell me you have some podcasts and some other things coming we do. out. We do. So we uh, launched this week Fangirl Playbook, which is uh, a relaunch of our podcast from last year, last year fangirl talk and so me and stephanie mccarroll who's the warriors uh, warriors and jaguars fangirl host that podcast and so actually a kind of a fun story about that stephanie and i used to have a podcast called talking touchdowns that was just about the 49ers and my first season 
doing this, I was doing video and writing. And before the season started, I thought, gosh, maybe I should do a podcast. Everybody seems very into podcasts. I love podcasts. So Stephanie was on Twitter and she was always tweeting about the 49ers. So she was really funny and knowledgeable. And I reached out to her. And I DM'd her on Twitter and I said, hi, you know, you know, we've been following each other. I think we have a similar sensibility. Would you be interested in having, doing a podcast? And we always laugh about this because she wrote me back, are you kidding? But I didn't know her. I'd never met her before. So I, I didn't know if it was, are you kidding? I'd love to. Right. Or are you kidding? I would never do a podcast with you. So I wrote her back and I go, I mean, we don't have to. It was just an idea. She goes, no, no, no. I've been wanting to do a podcast. I'm super into this idea. So we started talking touchdowns season one and it's evolved to Fangirl Talk and now Fangirl Playbook. So we host it every week. Uh, we have various fangirls on. We have other guests on talking about really whatever the big news is of the week. And then on Thursday, same day as we're launching the new merchandise and everything, uh, we're launching a new podcast called Get My Job, which I'm very excited about. And it's it's every week I will sit down with a prominent woman in the sports industry and talk about her journey, obstacles, advice she has for young women. And it will be a variety of guests. So it could be anyone from a sideline reporter to a CEO to social media manager for a team or for another outlet, a PR specialist. So we really want to highlight that there are all these different sports careers that I just don't know that everybody knows about. But mm-hmm. there are all kinds of amazing jobs. There are amazing front office jobs. Even like what I talked about the 49ers and what they're doing. In the community, most teams have a foundation, and there's a whole job there that combines kind of a love of community and sports that people may not mm-hmm. know about. So uh, there's a lot of different jobs there, so we'll be highlighting those. I absolutely love that because, you know, I grew up and went to school for sports broadcasting, mm-hmm. and I worked for the uni- ni- talk, University of Nebraska <laughs> for their video department, which, you know, I didn't know a lot about until I started, too, and then that mm-hmm. got me a job here in L.A. with the Dodgers working for Dodger Vision. Oh, awesome. and But it was so much fun because there was – at the time, there was really, like – two other women that were working in Dodger Vision, mm-hmm. you know, with us. And, but anyone I would talk to, and you know, young girls would be like, oh, I didn't even know that that job existed. And that sounds so cool. Like, how do you get into that? How do you do that? So this podcast sounds fantastic. I think I think it's going to be. We recorded um, the first episode today. Again, we'll launch Thursday with our first guest. So all kinds of fun things happening Thursday. Do not miss it. <laughs> um, but I... I I'm really excited about it. I think that people are really going to – and anybody I've told about it, the response has been great. But I just think it will be interesting. And I want to create that world for women and for young girls, you know, coming up in this industry. One of the things that I would love to happen is one day when a woman is a sports fan that somebody doesn't say to her, did you have brothers? Was your dad a sports fan? How did you become a sports fan? Mm -hmm. Because nobody asks a guy that. Yeah. No one says, yeah. how did you become a sports fan? So yeah, I'm hoping this this kind of podcast and these education on all these different things um, will move that along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about there are so many women watching the NFL and mm-hmm. sports out there, and people always seem to be shocked by that, by that percentage. I know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me. And the thing people always say to me, really? And I'm like, yeah, that's a, it's a high percentage, like well over 40% of NFL fans or women. What also I think is interesting is that I believe it's, I want to say NBA and MLB, it's 30% and hockey is 32. And people ask me why that is. And I think 
there is a social lifestyle aspect to football. Mm. And that's not just for women. I think there's a reason. That's why I think NFL really is our most popular sport in this country, because there's a social lifestyle aspect yeah. to it. And it's once a week. So in terms of a fantasy football team, that's a lot man- more manageable and getting together with your friends and keeping up with everything. Um, I think that's why generally the NFLs mm-hmm. probably are our biggest sport in this country. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, base, there's so many baseball games in the season. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy I for love people. Baseball. Yeah, but it's, too. But yeah. It's, yeah it's that people hard. can check out or you don't have the same rally around mm-hmm. you know, the fewer games. Yeah. So, well. um, yeah. So, Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's talk. A, let's talk a few uh, NFL questions since the season is kicking let's off. Let's do it. All right, you fired up for Packers versus Bears. I am. I think that's going to be such a good game. Wow, that is that's going to be a great game, and I'm interested in to see what happens with the Bears this year. I have said this now a couple times today. I do not know that Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback that takes you to the Super Bowl. I don't know that he is, that he isn't, but I don't know that he is. So here he's in his third year. They have that stellar defense. Be very interesting to see what happens there. And also I think the Bears have a playoff game hangover from that missed field goal. And I think at a certain point you got to move on or it's going to stick with you. And I'm interested to see if that Mm -hmm. happens to them. Do you have a prediction for who you think you'll see in this year's Super Bowl? Yes, I have a, a way, 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 way too early Super Bowl prediction. Um, so can I say who I would love to see? Yeah. I love to, okay, so I think, <laughs> and I know people are going to hate this, but I wanted this last year too. I want Brady versus Breeze. I think that is like such mm-hmm. a cool Super Bowl. Um, so I would love to see the Patriots and the Saints, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if I see the Chiefs and the Saints. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if I see the Chiefs and the Saints. I also wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs and the Rams. I mean, the Rams are only going to get better. That team is just as good as it was. They've now been to a Super Bowl. They learned a lot from that Super Bowl. They're going into, is it year three with McVay? Um, it's either year three or, I want to say year three. Year three with McVay. So I just think that could be really fun, too. So my way too early, on mm-hmm. September 3rd, before anyone's played a game, we could say Chiefs, Saints, or Chiefs, Rams. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And another question about who would be who are some of your favorite players in the league and why? Um, okay, that is a very good question. Well, I do love Tom Brady. I don't want everybody to get mad at me. I'm a Michigan girl. I went to Michigan. <laughs> I'm from LA, but I went to Michigan. So I am a big uh, Tom Brady fan. I'm a huge JJ Watt fan for what he has done um, in the community. I think yeah. he's incredible. Same reason for Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, how can you not love Patrick Mahomes? He's so fun to watch. He's also my fantasy quarterback, so I'm hoping (laughs) for the season to be just as good. Um, There is a player on the 49ers who's a rookie by the name of Dre Greenlaw, who is a really amazing story. Um, So I really like him. And then, of course, I have to pick Jimmy Garoppolo because he's my QB. So... Gotta pick Jimmy G. I was waiting for that one to come um, up. <laughs> so that's that's a big one too. I mean, I probably have so many favorite players, um, but those I guess those will be my tops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those will definitely be my tops. And what are your favorite things about the NFL? Oh, that's a good question. You know, there's any a, aspect. Well, there's yeah. a line from the movie Concussion that I'm going to butcher because I don't remember it verbatim. But Alec Baldwin says it, and he says something to the effect that most of the time, like 85 percent of the time, it's a barbaric sport. You can't understand why anybody plays. It's violent. It's ugly. But 15 percent of the time, 
it is a thing of beauty. And you see a beautiful catch or a beautiful run and a beautiful play. And that is what I love about the NFL. And I also love about the NFL, and this probably is true of all sports, but maybe I've witnessed it more in the NFL. Even your most casual sports fan, or maybe even not a sports fan who happens to be at a watch party or a Super Bowl party or at the game, can really get excited when something big happens. And I think that's probably true of all sports, but I don't know. There's something about a football game when you've been sitting there for three quarters and now you're invested. And I don't know. I just, I love that. I just, yeah. I love football. It's a fun game to watch. It is every so often a thing of beauty. And, and I do love the lifestyle aspect of it. I think it's a, it's a really fun way to bring people together. Um, and enjoy a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of your personal fangirl favorites? Like you guys post favorite drinks, favorite mm-hmm. munchies. You know, what are some of yours? Um, in terms of drinks and food the, the, yeah, that the, I would. Okay, uh-huh. so I so now I'm in the press box during games, so I don't get to drink, which is <laughs> probably for the best um, for everyone. But when I'm not, if I'm at the bar, so I'm not. It's so funny because I love a good rosé. Uh, I'm a tequila girl. Um, I love a good martini, but I will be honest, sometimes every so often I'm in a sports bar watching football and I'm like, I think I need to have a beer. Mm-hmm. I just think I do. Um, and I usually have something like an Allagash White. But I'm usually one. like a rosé <laughs> girl or a martini or a – this has been my drink of choice and I'm going to throw it out there. In fact, you know who our mutual friend Christina has posted about mm-hmm. this drink too? Casamigos Blanco with club soda and two limes. Ooh. That's delicious. I haven't had that one. It's delicious no matter what you're doing. Except if you're sitting in a press box, then. <laughs> but it's delicious no matter what you're doing. So that's my favorite for that. I think for food, I'm a big chip and dip fan mm-hmm. and chips and guac. I mean, I can have chips and guac morning, noon, and night at quesadilla. And then really, though, my favorite, favorite food for game day is pepperoni pizza. Mm. I love a pepperoni pizza. You're getting me craving now. Mm-hmm. Pepperoni pizza. I've been craving guac already all day yesterday and today. Oh, guac, <laughs> guac is... Now I need that tequila too oh yeah i mean the combo <laughs> yeah, is just right? fantastic but it, you give me a chip and a dip I'm happy yeah. <laughs> oh and good. soft pretzels soft pretzel with mustard mm. i love that mm. that's nice. my favorite <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking forward to with fangirl sports network in this season and in the future i'm just growing and growing and growing um that is kind of our our big thing right now and just growing our following and the people who know about us because I just believe so strongly in what we're doing um, for women and for sports fans and for young girls like coming up in this world. So I just want more and more people to know about it. Uh, And so growing that, I'm really excited for our podcast, especially Get My Job. I just am so excited to be talking to all these amazing women. And we have a lot of really cool guests coming up. Um, I'm excited to grow our merchandise. I feel mm-hmm. so good about it. It's so <laughs> cute, you guys. It. And I know that maybe I'm biased, but it's so cute that I've been excited for a long time. And I have samples at home, and it's been taking all my strength not to oh. wear them out because I, only because I don't want someone to say, well, where can I get that? Like, oh, you can't yet. So it's been <laughs> it's taking all soon. my strength. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for that. And just to see how, how the fangirls grow, because a lot of them were new last year. In fact, 24 were new last year. Um, and in their second season, I've just it's been fun even in the last few weeks. They officially went back to work, so to speak, on August 12th. And just to see the way they're growing and the way that they're covering their teams and their confidence, it's been really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like. What are your plans? To, I know I keep asking. I'm going to ask you every time to get it. I'm wanting my you know Husker fangirl. When are you yeah. going to expand to college sports? Or is that coming? College probably, probably is the farthest away Uh just because it's such a saturated market there are so many and there's so many 
of everything, but there's so many college. <laughs> I would love it though because I am a Michigan Wolverine. And I am a Michigan Wolverine fangirl just in my day-to-day life. So I think eventually college will come. First would probably be Major League Baseball and NHL. But, you know, kind of back to what I was saying before is you can't do everything. And that was hard. I'd wanted to actually expand to baseball and NHL this year. And then I took a step back and I said, but can you do it well? Can you do it well and serve the business? Yes, but I think you can serve the business better by growing what you have and getting stronger and bigger and then kind of expanding from there. Um, But I think college would be really fun. Mm -hmm. Definitely would be really fun to do. So eventually, eventually it'll happen. You'll get there. Yeah. Any other, I want to talk a little more about the business business before I let you go. But um, what other like ways, uh, like people who want to become CEOs or like Mm -hmm. pursue their own business and stuff too, are there any like... um, tricks of the trade or like uh, mentors that you looked for like or getting a mentor or books or I mean what kind of things motivate you and, and got you on this path uh, that is a very good question I, I've always been pretty self-motivated um, so I I literally was like yeah I think I'm gonna do this and then I just decided to do it but I think maybe that would be my advice you know sit down write down, I'm going to back up a little bit because people have said to me before, well, how did you know this is what you wanted to do? I don't love what I'm doing, but I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. And I always say to people, sit down and write down what you do love to do. It doesn't matter what it is. And don't judge what you're writing down. I don't care if you write down knitting. I don't care if you write down singing in the shower. I don't care if you write down dancing. Write down everything you like to do because when you look through that list, there's a very good chance something there will pop out at you where you say, okay, Maybe this is what, where I can work and this is what I can do. Um, and I, I think I just looked around kind of at the technological world that we lived in or we live in and I'm thinking and I thought, I can do this. I can create something here. So I don't know if there was one specific person, but I looked at a lot of blogs that I followed and writers that I admired, uh, people on personalities that I admired and thought I can absolutely do this. And my dad has definitely always been my mentor. Uh, he has a tremendous work ethic um, and a tremendous integrity and loyalty. So he's been always been my mentor in that way, and he's always been super supportive. And then mm-hmm. I would say the mayor that I work for in D.C., Adrian Fenty, was a huge mentor to me um, and showed me really so much that you can do just by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would say, and it's so cheesy, but the Nike line, like, just do it. And you can start – I mean, I've said to my friends who want to start a blog, I'm like, they just – start it like really you don't you don't have to make a like well but what if nobody like well who cares Mm -hmm. go on wordpress put down a title and a blog and then just write something and just you don't have to share with anybody just write something so you start writing something Mm -hmm. um and you just kind of have to do it and just the practice of doing it every day Mm -hmm. day you watch it grow right did -hmm. you talk about do you ever feel the um because i know sometimes people want things to be perfect you know, before mm-hmm. they put it out there. Like, was that, did you go through that with Fangirl or do you were just like, you know what, I'm just going to, this is what it is and let it grow as it grows? You know, I think it, it depends. Content-wise, when we're producing content, yes, I want it to be perfect. Like, if we are, you know, producing a podcast or producing a video, I definitely want it to be as perfect as it can be because it's like, you know, content we're creating and production behind it. You you want it to be perfect. But I think the other thing is not everything will be perfect. And sometimes news breaks and things happen and you've got to get it out there. 
and you've just got to get it out there. Get it out there accurately. Mm-hmm. I am not a proponent of like, I don't know if this is true, but let's just see. But it <laughs> sounds like it would get a lot of clicks. That that we do not do. But sometimes you just got to put it out there. And also sometimes you just got to see what works. You can't be afraid to try. Because we've tried a lot of things on Fangirl where we've had posts that literally have had like 2,500 likes, which we just put it it just was shocking to us that it got that many likes and then another post on like a major sports story that I would have thought would have really appealed to people and it got 32 Mm -hmm. and so you can't like you just you Mm -hmm. just never know and so you just have to try things um and I know 2,500 likes in the grand scheme is not like huge it's just funny to me that like it was like 2,500 likes in like an hour (laughs) and then 32 in like a day. <laughs> so you just never know. So sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to try things. And that's the thing with content. And I say this to the fangirls a lot. And we have this in the playbook. You've got to experiment with content and you've got to experiment with different types of things and see what people respond to and not be so concerned with the result. Because mm-hmm. if you're trying different kind of things and you're working hard, the results will come. But you just got to you just got to give it a shot. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Well, feeling. it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. I can't wait to follow you all season long. Thank and you. Follow the sports. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Follow yeah. us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Um, at, on Twitter at Fangirl Sports because the other handle is too long for Twitter. But on Instagram <laughs> at Fangirl Sports Network. Twitter at Fangirl Sports. You can find me on Instagram at Tracy Sandler and also at 49ers Fangirl. Ah, Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. This was so fun. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to tune in next week where we have actor Spencer Garrett from the Quentin Tarantino summer hit Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. See you then. (laughs) 